Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 15. 15. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll dissect Corey Kluber's return and look into the latest Rangers pitching call-up. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have not had uh, three cold brews uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy. League. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy baseball in 15 on the Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior here with you on Tuesday, August 31st, the final day of August. We are ready to turn to that final month of the MLB regular season, and we jump in with the news and notes. Shohei Otani will not start on Tuesday at uh, against the Yankees, uh, hit by a pitch on the wrist. He was in the lineup Monday as DH, and hey, he homered because he's Shohei Otani, but getting the day off or at least won't start. Start on Tuesday. Mike Trout uh, still dealing with that calf issue and ultimately could be shut down. Not a huge surprise at this point. Been out since uh, mid-May with that calf. Alex Wood and Johnny Cueto both going to the IL with undisclosed reasons. Uh, San Francisco claimed Jose Quintana off waivers and he's going to start later today against the Angels. Willie Adames uh, out with a, or didn't play, excuse me, on Monday because of a quad injury. Does expect to return Tuesday. However, Freddie Peralta slated to start Friday against the Cardinals. Eduardo Escobar, a little Brewers run here, likely to return uh, against the Cardinals as well. So sometime over the weekend, expect to see him back in the lineup. JT Real, JT Real Muto, excuse me, did not play against Washington on Monday. Uh, dealing with right shoulder soreness as well as an ankle issue. It's really the ankle that kept him out. We could see him start at first base on Tuesday, get him out from behind the plate. Uh, Dave Roberts says that Cody Bellinger will not start against left-handers going forward, so slashing some big-time playing time away from Bellinger. Wilson Ramos done for the season with a torn ACL and an MCL sprain. Uh, the Marlins left-handed pitching prospect Jake Eater going to have Tommy John surgery. Had, did had a 1.77 ERA at AA Pensacola this season. So uh, obviously a real, uh, real shame to see him have to go under such a serious surgery. Matt Barnes placed on the COVID IL. Joe Barlow activated on Monday and got a save against Colorado. Anything to see there, Al? I think just that Barlow uh, getting that first save uh, right back after activation, uh, not a huge surprise really, but you know, in a season where there aren't very many stable closers, Barlow does seem to have a, a pretty good grip on that job in Texas. So I, I know that we're not necessarily expecting a ton of opportunities there, but you never know. Uh, definitely somebody to uh, to look for on waivers. All right, and then finally at the closer spot, uh, the Cardinals are going to be using a committee going forward. Alex Reyes, Giovanni Gallegos, and Genesis Cabrera all expected to be part of it. Luis Garcia, TJ McFarland were mentioned, although can't get to save opportunities to all five. Gallegos did get the save on Monday 
against the Reds. Let's talk about Monday standouts, Al. Every time Billy Ober takes them out, it seems like we're getting him into this section. Here he is again, six innings of two-run ball, gave up uh, uh, five hits, no walks, and five strikeouts against the Tigers. I ask again, Al, is this something where he's just no longer just a streamer? Uh, I still feel like that's going just a, a bit far with Ober, but he is certainly in a very nice run right now and, you know, looked like a really great two-start option this week. So, you know, we'll uh, probably be seeing him again on Sunday uh, at Tampa Bay. I think that, you know, we'll probably be asking that question again on Monday morning and uh, maybe a different answer at that point because the Rays, one of the toughest offenses to face in the majors this year and especially of late. So uh, that'll be a start to watch for sure. Luis Patino going five and two-thirds innings of one-run ball on five hits and a walk. Struck out five against the Red Sox. Been an up-and-down season, and the guy who's lived pretty much in this stream world for us. We have been uh, more excited about him at other points of the season. But Patino going forward, does he have your trust, Al? Well, I think it's going to be the same question with him, too, because like you said, just very inconsistent. Uh, I had gotten on board probably about a week or two ago, and then, uh, you know, some uh, not very encouraging starts, so course didn't start him against Boston and uh, comes through with with this kind of start so uh, we'll see if he could build on that against the twins this weekend and uh, you know again probably something we'll revisit on Monday AJ Alexi coming sort of out of nowhere here with a strong start against the Rockies went five shutout innings gave up just one hit pitched around three walks struck out four could get another start next week uh, if he's not sent back down. That start would come against the Angels or the Diamondbacks. If he gets that start, Al, are you interested in him? Uh, I am in deeper leagues just because uh, he's had a pretty good season in the minors. A really nice start here. Granted, one of the best matchups that you could hope for in facing the Rockies away from Coors Field. But, uh, you know, either of those uh, possibilities for next week, the Angels or the Diamondbacks, those are pretty good starts, too. Those are pretty good matchups. So uh, I would certainly be looking at him uh, in AL only and maybe even some deeper mixed leagues. But obviously there could be a real crunch there because uh, Rangers having several pitchers on the COVID IL. Uh, Alexi, the third prospect to be brought up in the last week uh, after Jake Latz. And uh, Glenn Otta, who also performed really well. So Lats just sent down those. So maybe that keeps the spot open for Alexi, at least for, for maybe one more start. In daily leagues, you could probably let him go also, I would say. You're not holding on to him, hoping that he gets that start. Maybe you could scoop him back up. But if you need a spot, not someone who you need to necessarily protect. Same could be said for John Lester. If you streamed him yesterday against the Reds, you're feeling pretty good about what you got. You got six and a third innings of one run, one hit, two walk ball. He struck out five. Over his last twenty or his last four starts, excuse me, twenty one and one thirds innings pitched. 2.95 ERA, just 11 Ks against nine walks. Is there anything here that gets you excited, Al, or is Lester just a streamer in good matchups? Uh, I think a streamer in good matchups. I think that's exactly it, Michael. And unfortunately, if you look ahead, the matchups don't really look too favorable, including just the immediate one for him at Milwaukee this Sunday. I want absolutely nothing to do with that. I'll certainly keep my eye on Lester over the next start or two to see if he can sustain what's been a, a nice little run uh, in this part of August for him. But, uh, yeah, he's doing it just strictly through avoiding hard contact. And uh, I just don't do not trust that against some of the better teams. 
mirroring the uh, Cardinals' run of getting themselves back into the fringes of the playoff race. Chris Paddock, haven't heard that name in a while. He went four and two-thirds innings against Arizona on Monday. One run on three hits, no walks, struck out five. His next start, Sunday, against the Houston Astros. So a bit of a step up in weight class from the Arizona Diamondbacks. How you feeling about Paddock going into that start and really just for the rest of the season in general? Well, I know that this, uh, you know, is uh, sounding like I'm I'm on uh, repeat here, but <laughs> I, that's going to be a start that I'm going to watch. I mean, Paddock, uh, very inconsistent. Again, something that we've said about a few of the other pitchers already. But I would say that, you know, certainly uh, a higher level of trust uh, for Paddock than I would have for uh, Patino or Ober just because of the longer term track record. So certainly a very, very encouraging start coming off of the IL for Paddock. Uh, if he does well against the Astros, if there's an opportunity to uh, to get him over the weekend, then uh, I certainly would be doing that. Another guy coming off the IL on Monday and making a start was Corey Kluber. He gave up four runs in or five runs, excuse me, in four innings. If you're looking for a silver lining, however, you find it in the strikeouts. He, he fanned six, had nine whiffs, fourteen called strikes on sixty-eight pitches. So the stuff was there. It just got knocked around a little bit uh, when he was in the zone. Next start is Sunday against Baltimore. Same question here, Al. Immediate future against Baltimore. How do you like that? In September, how do you like Corey Kluber? Well, okay, I think I'm going to change the pattern here. I think I'm going to roll yeah. with Kluber on Sunday because, uh, yeah, that overall line, not that great. Did very well through the first three innings. Uh, got knocked around, as you said, in the fourth inning, uh, giving up that uh, grand slam to Jack Mayfield. So, uh, you know, Orioles, I think probably about a similar matchup in terms of difficulty. And those underlying peripherals, really encouraging. You mentioned the the strike, uh, or rather the swinging strike rate and the called strike rate. Both of those really good ratios uh, over those 68 pitches. You figure Kluber probably goes a little bit deeper on Sunday. Uh, maybe uh, doesn't get those hits quite as bunched up as he did uh, in this start. Let's talk about a couple of hitters here, Al. First, Brad Miller, 3-for-3 with his 14th home run of the season. Also drew two walks against Washington. Six for his last 13 with a pair of homers in that time. And a guy who feels like he sort of got a raw deal in Philly this year. He's he's performed well when he's been given a chance. He hasn't been given enough chances. And now he's getting them again because of injury. And uh, I think someone who could be very useful down the stretch. Yeah, well, I was pretty excited. I, I feel like Brad Miller is sort of like the Gerard Dyson of home runs that <laughs> you know he never quite gets the the full season worth of play, but uh, you know still puts up the numbers anyway. Uh, Dyson, by the way, with a two steal game on Monday. But uh, getting back to Brad Miller, so I was very excited, and then you know I saw that bit uh, about Real Muto not only starting it uh, or you know possibly starting at first base on Tuesday but maybe getting a run of starts there while his shoulder heals so probably once again Brad Miller uh, gets the short end of the stick here but uh, he is versatile so he's hitting well lately maybe Joe Girardi can find some other ways to keep him in the lineup yeah I just can't figure out why Joe Girardi seems to be so anti Brad Miller with the the performance he's given them when he's been given opportunities this season. DJ Peters going yard, his eighth home run of the season, went two for four in the game against the Rockies. He's eight for his last 28 with four homers in that time, hitting in the middle of the order. Is he someone you consider adding for the September run here? Uh, 15, maybe 14 teamers for Peters. I mean, really sort of a one-dimensional hitter as far as we've seen so far. Uh, hits a lot of fly balls and has enough power to make them count, uh, as you mentioned with that uh, home run streak in the last few games for him but uh, not going to hit for average. And, you know, there are plenty of players that fit that profile, but in deeper leagues, you, if you need somebody, if you are 
lagging in the home run or maybe the RBI categories, then uh, Peters is definitely somebody to target. Let's get into Tuesday's streamers here, Al. We've got just a couple of guys to talk about. Edward Cabrera taking the ball against the Mets. Ryan Yarbrough against Boston. And Zach Davies against the Twins. Any of these three guys jump out at you more than the other two? Well, I think it's got to be Cabrera just because you've got the the combination of a good matchup with a pitcher with a very high upside here. So didn't necessarily, at least from a fantasy perspective, give you what you were hoping to see in his major league debut. But Mets uh, have been a very, very favorable matchup lately. So uh, I do like Cabrera the best here. Yarbrough has really posed something of a dilemma for me, and I do have him in a daily lineup league. Red Sox are obviously a very tough matchup. Yarbrough has scuffled a bit in the second half. He's got a 5.40 ERA, but uh, you, you look at the profile, and it's very similar, Michael, to what we've seen pretty much throughout his career. Doesn't really walk anybody. Uh, is very, very stingy with hard airborne contact, and yet he has been giving up the homers uh, of late. And uh, so I looked a, a level deeper, on Yarbrough and uh, hitters are pulling the ball more against him, particularly on fly balls. So with all of that said, this is going to be a start for me to watch for Yarbrough. I'm probably going to pass on actually using him today. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one, I think, for for really all three of these guys. And uh, Edward Cabrera maybe is someone who can stick around and help you in September as well. I think Yarbrough and Davies are probably still just those streamer type of pitchers, regardless of what they do on Tuesday. Cabrera could be the guy who, if you're if you need that last bit of pitching help and you're looking for someone who can stick around your roster for the remainder of the season, I could see Cabrera being that sort of pitcher who you pick up today and let things ride with, uh, assuming a decent start against the. So uh, just a couple of things to watch as we uh, shift some of our priorities in September. Always the case when we get to this final month of the fantasy season, you're chasing certain categories in Roto Leagues. If you're in a head-to-head league, you're maybe more concerned about those individual matchups. Just win this week and then worry about next week, not necessarily about adding guys who can help you for the entirety of the remainder of the season. So something to keep your eye on as you are thinking about streaming pitchers really the rest of the year. I'll wrap things up here with a look at the uh, game. Gambling spotlight. There are a couple of games that I do indeed like here, Al. I'm actually going to do a couple of favorites today. Yankees are minus 130 on BetMGM at the Angels. That's Jamison Tyone against Jaime Berea. I just don't think the minus 130 uh, reflects how big of favorites the Yankees should be. That was my instinct. And then, as always, checking out the work from Derek Cardi and EV Analytics on The Athletic. And he agrees. Uh, he's got the Yankees uh, sitting as a, uh, a real, the Bad X has not projected as more of a minus 190 favorite rather than the minus 130. 130 that they're getting on BetMGM, so I feel very comfortable laying them 130 and going with the Yankees today, and then also sitting at minus 130, one of the late games tonight out west, the Brewers against the Giants, that's Brandon Woodruff against Jose Quintana, also just doesn't feel like a minus 130, I think that even though the starting pitching matchups only matter so long as the starting pitchers are in there. There is a huge gap between Brandon Woodruff and Jose Quintana, a much bigger gap between those pitchers than there is between these teams. So I will ride with Brandon Woodruff and the Brewers. Give me the Brewers, give me the Yankees, and give me the end of Fantasy Baseball in 15. Thanks so much for listening to us today. We are back with you on Wednesday. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. 